This is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Welcome to another Silver Dollar episode of Stay Paid. My name is Joshua Steik. And I'm Luke Acri. And if you want to be a successful salesperson, you need to master the art of building rapport with your clients and your prospective clients. Confidence in consumers is at an all-time low, with 71% of Americans, according to Pew Research Center, reporting that they are less confident in each other than they were just 20 Jeez. years ago. How crazy is that? Tw- just 20 years ago. Yeah, there's just a lot of cynicism. There's there. a lot of cynicism, a lot of skepticism. This general feeling of skepticism, skepticism can only be amplified when speaking with someone who's trying to sell you something. But there is hope. People want to trust each other, and the best way to do that is to strengthen to a friend. your I'm relationships. Sorry. My mind went down to your, your outro. outro. Going up a podcast. It's no, it's to strengthen relationship with clients, it right? Is. By building rapport with them. So today we're going to go over some ways that you can tactically yep. build rapport with your clients. This popped into my mind. We're, we're trying to hire uh, salespeople. So if you are a salesperson looking for a job and you believe you have the gift of building rapport, rapport apply at ReminderMedia.com. Yeah. We're looking to hire the very best salespeople. And I thought to myself, what makes someone when you meet them just draw you in. Mm-hmm. Like, what is it when you get on an interview with somebody, you just know, man, that person was engaging. Yeah. And then why was why were the other people not? Yep. And then I thought tactically, you know, hey, what are the things out there to help you build rapport? So if you want to be that person that is super engaging, that people just walk away from going, man, I really like that person. Yep. You need to focus on these areas. Well, the first one is going to be match and mirror. So this yes. is what? Your body language, your tone, kind of the words you're saying. Yeah, how, so how do you? The, the basic concept here is when you meet people, they have a certain demeanor about them and they have certain presence. And your best thing to do when you first meet them is try to match and mirror that presence, right? And the idea here, now Grant Cardone might call this gimmicky. Mm-hmm. And I've thought a lot about this, right? Because he even says this stuff is like gimmicky. I don't believe it's gimmicky. I think if I call an older lady with, and, and she picks up and she's a softer in tone and she's has a Southern accent. Now, uh, I come from the South, so, <laughs> but has a Southern accent. I'm not going to be super loud and aggressive. Because I know that's not her style. Yeah. And yeah, so I'll naturally endear myself to her by being a little softer. She'll yep. be uh, non-threatened by it because it's more her style. It's more her speed, mm-hmm. right? And you see this whenever you talk to somebody in New York City versus you talk to somebody <laughs> in California. There's a definite <laughs> if difference. If you talk that slow to someone in New York yep. City, they're going to probably hang up on you. <laughs> exactly. And so they, there's literally studies done on this to where when you start not only matching you know, kind of the body tone or the body language and the voice tonality, but also the words people start using Mm -hmm. because people don't want to feel dumb. Mm -hmm. So if they don't use big words, don't use big words. Yeah. You yeah. use the same words well, there's they a comfort, use to describe things. There's a comfort in familiarity. Yes. Right? So if they're able to experience something that's familiar to them, that's going to help you. I think the big point here, though, is also to still be yourself. Right, don't create a new persona or put on a fake voice or something like that. You can you can still, at least from my experience working with others, is like you can still kind of match the pacing it's without style. being fake. Yes, correct. Because right? exactly. people will see right through the inauthenticity. The second tip uh, for building rapport is to listen actively. Yes. Right. So this is if you wonder what active listening is. If you ever, I'm sorry, why wasn't listening? Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever been talking to somebody and they're nodding? They yes. nod back to you. I do that. Or they they point their finger and they go, or they go, mm. <laughs> like you are going, this person is active listening. They yeah. are engaging in the conversation. Josh is doing it to me right now. I didn't even realize yeah, it. Yeah, they're engaging. And it actually does make you feel better. 
And when you're a speaker up on stage, guess who you look for out in the audience? Oh, the active dude, listeners. You look, you look for it in on Zoom. Yeah. Like if you're promote, if you're if you're uh, talking on Zoom, we'll do it at our at our meetings or or whatever. I'm always looking for it. And if I don't see anyone on the first page, I'm going to the second page. Like just give me anybody yeah. who's nodding along. Ariel's always good at that. Oh, good with it. But give me anyone who's laughing or nodding along or smiling because you feel they're into it. But yes. now don't overdo it. Because if you're nodding too much, then you actually do the complete opposite of what you were trying to do. Then they know, oh, you're definitely not listening to me because not every point I'm making is that good. I know <laughs> <Right>. this. <laughs> right. So people make that mistake. I make that mistake all the time where you're you're over nodding, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, and they're like, oh, you're not listening to me yeah. because you, you wouldn't say Well, and that. some of ways to get that out, like you want to ask questions that show interest, right? That show that you're interested. Um, you also want to, one of the things I, I found doing some research on this is showing empathy. Right. Mm. So empathetic sellers, they're aware of what's going on in the here and now. So this is part of it being active when you're actively listening, you're being part of the here and now rather than thinking of what they're going to say next. Right. They're aware of verbal clues, which goes back to a little bit to the match mirror. But this idea, if, if the person you're speaking to is speaking up or they're quieting down or they're repeating words, that means something. It might mean that they don't feel like you are great listening yeah. well enough. And then the other one is just this ability to discuss goals and needs without actually pitching. So being able to be empathetic, discuss those needs and goals without pitching, which kind of leads us into the next one, which is focusing on or focusing on and understanding the needs of your prospect. Yeah, because. I think a lot of times what happens to us is we're always talking with a intent. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Meaning like we're always trying to drive towards some gain mm -hmm. for ourselves, which you can't really avoid that. You it, can't avoid it. It's your job. It's, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's life in general. Right. But the key is to recognize like a big thing Ricky Cruz says, which we had on the podcast at one time is if you're scared of um, picking up the phone, it's because you're trying to sell somebody. Mm -hmm. Instead, you need to take the posture of, of you're trying to help this person and you need to call and go, I'm not trying to close a deal on this call. Yep. If I do, that's amazing. I'm trying to help this person and helping this person probably will lead to and closing putting a deal. yourself in that mindset of truly wanting to help. I think of your brother, Stephen, I bring him up a lot, but we work with him a lot. Yep. And he, we actually recorded face or calls that he was making to Facebook leads. Maybe we'll try, uh, this is just a no for us, but maybe we'll try and put a link to these videos in our show notes. We build a little playlist on YouTube as yeah. well. And you can watch how he makes the calls. And if you listen to his tone of voice and the way that he forces himself to smile before going into the conversation, but most importantly, he's genuinely curious. Now, I don't know if he's faking it. He probably is to some degree, <laughs> but gosh, he sounds, I yeah. know what he's doing. And I'm like, Oh, wow. This guy's yeah, really this guy interested really because every time they're answering a question, he's like, ah, oh, that's awesome. Yep. Hey, I was just kind of curious. Like how many, you know, how many rooms are you looking yeah. for? Ah, that's great. Yeah, yeah we have, have lots of that. Yeah, and he's just yeah. continuing to ask these questions that shows that he's interested in the person, even yeah. when they come into the call saying, oh, no, I'm not, I'm not actually looking. I'm fine. Oh, I was just curious. Like, what were you looking yeah. for? If you get past the transactional part of your sale, to the more value-driven relational part of your sale, it will increase your sales phenomenally. It wasn't until I stopped calling for commissions that I actually started making real commissions. Like, mm. it's like, that is the thought. That's powerful. Uh, all right, number four is finding common experiences with your prospects. Yeah, this one's maybe not as obvious, but when you think about it, it's super obvious. It's you connect with people who are like you. Yep. And... They're like you in their experiences. So if somebody owns a dog and you have dogs, you're connected over commonality. Mm -hmm. If somebody went to uh, Liberty University and you went to Liberty University, you're connected over those shared experiences. Like you naturally meet people in your life. Like today I got interviewed on a podcast 
And the guy that was interviewing me, I start out like I normally do. People ask me to tell, tell my story. So one of the things I share is I go, hey, I, was, I grew up in a family of eight kids and I was homeschooled because it was something that's it's super unique and it draws people in. And he literally goes, no way. I was homeschooled all the way to college too. And I said, yeah, my dad was a pastor. And he goes, no way. They tried to get me to become a pastor. And I was like, but we naturally had what? Commonality yeah, rapport. rapport yeah, yeah. Our rapport based upon commonality. Yep. And it's like, that's the power. So what you want to try to do is try to find commonality. And at a high level, commonality can be built on some simple things like where you live, like the the places, like if you're a real estate agent, the places you love in the area that you're at and finding what they love out about that. Their family, do they have a family? Do you have a family? You can well, it's find so, It's easier now more than ever with social media, like actually do the research. LinkedIn is a great place to look, yeah, especially for places point. like if you went to the same college or you have any shared background in yep. terms of work experience. People love talking about what they do for a living as well. So that's always something that you can bring up to build rapport with. Uh, but there's really no excuse to not at least do a little bit of research and once you know who your prospect is to learn about yeah. them. And if you're if you're brave, people are gonna be like, <gasps> but it, like think if you're common in religion and common in politics, and com- yeah. think about those strong, like uh-huh. how common in sports team, I'm gonna put sports team up there yeah. next to religion and politics because <laughs> people are very political and religious about their sports teams. Yeah. But the point being is like, yeah, I mean, if you can find commonality on those things, you can really move. And look, I, I pulled this, I, I found this uh, quote, I guess you say, or whatever, from sale, uh, Rain Sales Training, where it says, building rapport, rapport isn't a script, it's a discipline. And yes. the point there is you cannot script this out. This is something you have to practice. You have to work on it. You have to fail. You have to refine it and understand that sincerity ultimately is going to be the key for all building rapport. All right. Thank you so much for listening. You can head on over to statepaypodcast.com for the show notes and the video of this episode. And if you like this episode and looking for ways to support the show, two ways we ask you to do it. First is to head on over to Apple Podcast and drop us a five-star review along with a comment. And the best way, I could felt myself going really fast there. The best way, uh, Ariel said, make this under 10 minutes. It just We just crossed the 10-minute mark. Whew. Best ways to share this episode with a friend. Uh, Luke, yes. Ariel, or Ethan, what's ET short for? Extraterrestrial. Because he's only got tiny legs. What's ET short for? What's he short? Oh, what's he short for? My <laughs> word. I felt dumb for not knowing what extraterrestrial was. I thought you needed to know that in order to understand the joke. But you brought it back. Thank you. Well. If you want to get a hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com. And of course, you can follow us on Instagram. We're at Stay Paid Podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, I'm Luke Acree. Building rapport is a discipline. One of the disciplines you should practice is active listening. Make the people feel comfortable who are talking to you by responding to them in your body language, smiling, doing the things that are necessary to let them know you're engaged. Remember, the difference between top producers and mediocre producers is top producers take action. Take action on that today. 